Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible Berry Chantilly Cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Hafsa and welcome to the Mind Pretty Soul podcast where I get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire you. Happy New Year! We are finally here. <laughs> Aren't you glad that you're seeing the back of 2020 or is it just me? No? Anyway, let's hope that 2021 is a kinder year to us all. I wanted to invite a very special guest onto the podcast for the very first episode of 2021, and that is Sarah Aisha Mohammed Jones, the founder of Azra Run Club, which is a safe running community for Muslim women. And it was such a wholesome chat that we had where we talked about all of the three things, mind, the importance of journaling, for example, pretty running and just how psyching yourself up mentally before a workout is a huge, huge part of it. And soul, how Azra creates a beautiful space where everyone affirms one another and has shared values. So from our chat, you can really tell that Azra goes beyond being a club to simply run together, but that it's a great community where everyone builds and supports one another. Sarah Aisha and I also had a really interesting conversation about African plant-based foods, given her Sierra Leonean and Gambian heritage and my Somali background and honestly I am so psyched for this episode I cannot wait for you to listen because we really just kind of had the most wholesome conversation and we talked about things like listening to your body and honoring it when your body is stressed or tired and I think that given the events of 2020 we should definitely take self-care more seriously this year and I just hope that you benefit from our conversation happy listening the floor is yours who is Sarah Aisha? I'm a writer, researcher, freelance in advertising. I'm a founder and running coach at the Running Club. I also have a magazine called Sidewa, which aims to demystify the roles um, in major industries for young people. And I'm a university student. <laughs> Before we recorded the podcast, we were basically talking about the fact that we both went to the same university as well. So <laughs> I love that you're doing all of this at university 
in your final year of uni which isn't easy I'm sure and yeah how are you kind of juggling that with your studies um it's hard <laughs> it's, really <laughs> Just hard. That, it's hard <laughs> it's hard um, I'm having to like create like proper timetables um I guess balancing like some weeks I might focus more on the running club other weeks I might focus more on the magazine or like my writing but I always kind of I guess like uni is like the top priority right now um but also taking time out to rest and like look after myself yeah because sometimes you could just be go 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 and then you know you end up burning out so I guess it's like finding the right balance and also listening to my like body when I'm not feeling it you know I mean it's so important to do that I when I was at uni there were so many moments where I'd break down completely because I had assignments I had exams there were times where obviously you have your personal life on top of your uni life as well I might have had a job or an internship going then you've got all of the work to do the exams your personal life is kind of kind of piled on top of that I love that you kind of find a way to to listen to your body I wasn't like that at university I wasn't like that I'll be very honest but I was like in my early 20s I can't believe I used to do this but I remember at midnight is when I'd start all my revision all my essay writing and I'd go back to I'd go to bed at like seven eight in the morning and Mm -hmm. I just used to think like how on earth did I do that so the fact that you're you're talking about listening to your body while you're at uni I love that like there's still our days sometimes where at 12 I'm like okay cool let me start my work but then I always have to be like is that really the wisest thing to do um <laughs> yeah it's so hard I guess it's just finding like the right things to do without essentially falling into like the wrong pattern you know and messing up your sleeping pattern and so on so yeah it's a lot of practice a lot of like just trying different things out do you, what is it that you do to kind of listen to your body do you kind of meditate or do you just think okay I'm a bit tired I'm just gonna actually have to honor that and actually start going to bed early or or making yeah. sure that I'm well rested um it would definitely be I think just listening sometimes I can feel when my body's tight you know like I think there's certain patterns that I fall into whether it's like feeling sluggish or um not able to not being able to like read or concentrate that's why I'm like okay maybe I need to take a, like a break also I try to journal like once a week I'm trying to do it more often but kind of like listening like how is my body feeling right now and then kind of understanding like you know trying to pinpoint what the issue might be and then through that kind of like find solutions so I'm trying to do that as well because sometimes you don't realize until it's too late and I just don't want to fall back into that actually during final year so yeah I guess it's just a lot of like really I don't know digging or seeking from within I love that you're so clued up on on health and just looking after your body and of course I, I'm sure that with your runner club as well as a runner club you're very attuned to your body you're very fit I'm assuming as well so you're like very healthy so have you always been kind of into fitness and just kind of listening to your body and honoring it I'd say kind of I have like a rocky journey um <laughs> my parents kind of got us into athletics when I was younger so um I guess like fitness was like a huge part of like everything in this house <laughs> um so yeah I used athletics so I kind of got into the routine of you know just participating in sports and I never realized how much it actually helped me um because I stopped doing my GCSEs because I thought I'd focus on my like exams rather than running which was like a rookie mistake because again I didn't realize the benefits it had on my mental health um and then kind of like that stress relief that I got so yeah I guess from like year 10 to year 13 I was just not exercising well I was exercising but I wasn't running regularly and um I kind of lost that sense of 
I guess like routine so I didn't really know her where to kind of I guess like everything just started piling on top of each other but then at the same time like my family were very like health conscious so we were vegan or like on the alkaline diet for some time um so I guess there was like a balance but still like it was a bit uneven <laughs> um and yeah I think I got to like 18 and I realized okay I actually need to like sort myself out and look after myself properly and that yeah. also means the food I'm eating and you know what I'm actually like exercising and looking after myself in that form so yeah I guess I had to kind of be strict from that in order to realize that I needed it that's so cool first of all that you saying that when you were 18 you were doing that I love mm. that honestly I was really bad when I was 18 I'm gonna be very honest <laughs> I was really bad I did not listen to my body I neglected it completely just fill it with rubbish and yeah and then later on you come to regret it and you're like yeah I should have actually listen to my body I should have done good by my body and done right by my body and I also find that so cool that you say that like about your parents like the way they raised you as well I find that amazing that to me is so cool like I I don't really hear about that so much my mum and my dad the way they've kind of approached health is that my dad is incredibly healthy has run every single night for as long as I can remember doesn't eat junk food he's in his 60s Mm. now and he's like as fit as a whistle doesn't I've never seen my dad eat like fried chicken or chips Mm -hmm. or um, pizza or anything like that I mean he has a bit of a sweet tooth but that's another story (laughs) my mom is also very healthy in the sense that she's always kind of given us healthy meals but it wasn't like you're saying like vegan and alkaline and things that's so cool do you mind me asking what your background is I'm from Gambia and Sierra Leone ah yeah honestly that makes sense (laughs) whenever I've heard like about like Gambia and stuff like people by the beach always fit and active and running and and everything so no that's so cool how was it actually growing up in a household like that with like the food um, and things that you're talking about it's quite interesting so when we did become like vegan what my parents did was they just created the same recipes like Gambian or Sierra Leonean like meals but just a vegan version so we weren't really missing out on that tradition like our traditional meals uh so for me it kind of made it easier to kind of transition a lot of the foods anyway are quite uh plant-based so you're already kind of in that routine it's just like removing the meat to make it a lot more healthier so uh it's been it's been quite interesting and uh I've been very lucky in that sense of having parents who've always like I guess never really I've always pushed for you know healthy options and um explored different types of meals and tried to do that because even there was a time where I was really tired like always strained um so my dad did like loads of research and saw that like sea moss is good and then like I started like having all these sea moss juices every morning yeah um, (laughs) so it's just like I guess like the the idea of realizing okay what can we actually do to you know better ourselves and feel better and look after ourselves so yeah in that sense I've been quite lucky that's amazing and do you cook like that yourself as well I recently this year I've been like on and off but I'm like plant-based again it's quite hard I think because um I'm the type of person I want to cook like every day but then sometimes my body might not want to cook every day Um, that's fine yeah honestly so I guess it's just like finding that balance um but I'm always trying to find like healthier options for anything um yeah and you can feel when your body needs it as well so I'd rather maintain it instead of wanting my body needing it there are times where I really crave like really healthy foods like recently I was craving like salmon and I was just like why am I craving salmon so much or I'm like yeah I could really do like a nice sweet potato that's what my body really wants um 
And then in terms of being plant-based, I'm mostly plant-based. I, there yeah. was a time earlier this year where I was completely vegan and yeah. I'd done that mainly for health reasons. And then on top of that, I also had some concerns with my skin. My skin was really flaring up with like painful cystic acne. So I was like, you know mm. what? I'm just going to cut out dairy and eggs. That made a difference. And then I just couldn't really be bothered to make meat or chicken or fish and I just basically didn't have that at all. And then now I've just started to kind of reincorporate that back into my diet, but I don't really have it as much, but dairy and eggs are still a huge no-no. So I'm learning a lot about making plant-based vegan foods. The Mm. hardest I think is when it comes to baking, because I can't recreate the kind of the cakes and stuff that I used to like. Although I'm making Mm. them in a vegan way, it kind of works for a vegan. Like for example, instead of egg, I use like pumpkin or um sorry not apple um yeah apple puree or banana Mm. and stuff like that but it doesn't have that kind of fluffier texture like a cupcake would but I love it I really am taking it in my stride I'm making like amazing foods and stuff so I love plant-based cooking and stuff so no I'm really enjoying that yeah it's just so creative and I think that's the fun thing about it like finding new like alternative like ways of like uh what can I use instead of eggs or just other things what could like just trying new things when it comes to baking and just different meals is definitely is really fun so yeah I guess if, I wish I had more time so I can try new things but I'm exactly the same as you like I listen to my body um especially when I get like flares flare-ups or um for health reasons definitely health reasons so yeah it honestly is about listening to your body because sometimes you can feel guilty um, when you're like vegan and then you fall off but then it's like you know what like, I'm on my journey and I'm still trying I don't think it should be a, I don't know, you had some chicken or whatever. That's yeah. it. It's the end. Feel guilty forever. You've sinned. Also, I have a Somali mum and Somali mums <laughs> love to cook meat. Yeah. My mum will not hear it. I mean, my mum supports oh. it at the same time and she's really cute mm-hmm. and she's kind of found like alternatives and stuff when, when she cooks and things. But at the same time, she'll be like, what? Absolutely no way. And I went to see my grandma mm. this summer as well. And she was offended. Like my, my mom and my grandma are very different. My mom's more, let me try to understand the younger generation. This is the thing that right. they're into. Okay, fine. My grandma, on the other hand, will genuinely be like offended. Like to her, yeah. she's offended that you don't want to eat the food that she cooks. And mm. I'm just like, grandma, like I have to kind of find an alternative. Okay, I'll have some. And I remember right. she was so concerned about me. She got my uncle to buy me. Um, I think it was chicken heart yeah chicken hearts so she got chicken hearts and like cut them up and cooked them for me and like made like a little stew out of it and she was like here you go you have to eat this otherwise you will die oh my gosh (laughs) what the hell like I mean (laughs) grandma I love you I love you with all my heart that you're gonna guilt trip me but I had to eat it because she's this old lady that loves me and I love her and she just looks at me like with genuine concern is like you have to eat this otherwise I really think you're gonna get ill and you're gonna die like you're gonna actually get ill so (laughs) it's hard because like my so my grandmother whenever my mum or I will cook like so because my family aren't vegan right now so they will have like their meat meal and I'll have like a meatless meal and she'll be she'll come and look like what's this she's like what are you making now and every time she's always teasing me (laughs) she's just like don't understand why you're doing this to your body you're so skinny (laughs) um (laughs) it's a concern for them (laughs) but I guess it comes from like a good place so I have to like understand um but yeah no it yeah it's hard sometimes and what are some Gambian and Sierra Leonean foods that you have at home, whether they are plant-based or not plant-based? I've always wanted to kind of explore more like like African cooking. Like I know a lot about like, for example, like Nigerian cooking. I know a lot about mm. Ethiopian food and stuff like that, but I haven't really explored other parts of the continent. So I'm really curious to know what you 
what you have at home? So the main one, which is my favourite, would be Benichin, which is, it's jollof rice, but so jollof rice originates from Senegal and Gambia. I so, heard, I've heard about this debate yeah. because usually you hear about the debate between Nigerian and Ghanaian jollof and then I'd heard, oh actually, we were the ones that made it and yeah. it derives from wolof, right? The, like, the yeah, wolof, the wolof so, yeah. tribe, yeah. yeah. It's very different, the rice we use is different, it, it takes a lot longer, um, so that we have like two versions but yeah that's my probably my favorite um we also have like sauce, which is green leaf and then we've got like then we also have like domidar there's another term in senegal i don't know how they call it mafia um but that's like peanut butter stew i've had of the peanut yeah. butter stew yeah i've had that it's really nice um and then like a lot of the meals have like side like things you add on the side that are very much like plant-based which i never realized so when i kind of transitioned again and I was making Benichin I was like oh my gosh like what am I gonna have on top of my rice um and then I was like well all these like all the stuff here like spinach um something up like locusts um that there's loads of things that are like vegan that you can actually have so I guess I didn't have I didn't miss out on that so yeah it's, it's just like interesting to actually look into the meals and see what just like see the history of it as well and how like how it actually benefits your body so and it wasn't until like, I guess meat was introduced where meat became the main thing but when you look and see like there are other ingredients that are a lot more important and there's a reason why they were included it's, it's really interesting you know it's interesting you say that because i i'm like whenever i talk about something like this or talking about like foods from certain cultures or our cultures and foods we've grown up eating i met a i think it was a nutritionist last year and we had an amazing conversation and the kind of discipline that she has when it comes to her work is more cultural nutrition so for example she mm. might have an Indian client that she's working with and she's like what do you eat at home for example mm. or what do your parents eat what's the staple in India what's the staple in let's take you for example Sierra Leone or Gambian cultures what do your parents eat what do they grow up eating and just kind of honoring that and going back to that and thinking okay well this is the stuff that your family eat though she made a really interesting point about how for example, in the Western world, they were very used to eating processed foods and foods made in factories from the World War. So World War II, after that, a lot of foods became processed, like microwavable meals, um, TV meals and things like that. Whereas at home, like I'm second generation, my parents weren't born here. It's like my parents tell me stories about how you eat the meat that was slaughtered within days. Yeah. You don't freeze yeah. it. You milk your goat or your cow that day you drink that milk or you go to the shops yeah. and you get that meat. Um, you get the meat, you get the fish, you get the chicken, you get whatever and you're having it that same day. And my yeah. mom tells me stories about how like they had like goats in their little compound area. They had goats, they had chickens, stuff like that. And so when you come to these countries, then you're eating a lot of the processed foods that are here your body just doesn't get on with it because it's not you're not used to it whereas people who've yeah. been here for generations they've been eating these foods for generations and so mm. they're a lot more used to it than we could have ever we could ever be really and over time we might get used to it but for now that's where a lot of the problems kind of derive and I was just blown away when she told me that and I yeah. thought that's such a good point it's so like it's so true like as you were saying I was like facts because I feel like when you do look at like the vegan world or industry here it's very much like oh ignore your culture or like the food you eat back home and like this is what you have to have um so there's not really much like inclusivity I could say in regards to like what like normalizing you know turning your traditional meals into like a vegan meal um and even when like, even when I think about like back home um they don't eat three times a day like that like they they will have dinner by 
four three o'clock because like they know like I, it's just like who's eating at 8 p.m like you're crazy yeah um or even you know they don't microwave food like they cook the food on the same day um it's just like a lot of things that I I guess like we're so used to like I don't know warming up our feet eating at 1 a.m so it's yeah it's, it's so interesting and I think it's great to have a nutritionist that actually looks at where you where you're from and instead of just being like oh this is what you need to eat you know yeah and it's such an interesting point that you make about like vegan foods like I again I can't remember who I was talking to about this but again they made a really good point about I I love the fact that I can go to shops and get vegan ice cream where I can buy like these um, vegan sausages and stuff like that but sometimes I kind of have to stop and think okay I need to probably stop eating as much vegan processed food because there's this obsession with making vegan food um that's like replicating meat as much as possible and like you said our a lot of our cultures have plant-based vegan foods like caribbean vegan food is amazing a lot of like somali side dishes so good vegan friendly like we have like azuki beans um okra Mm. stew all of these things that are great and they're vegan they just happen to be vegan or vegan indian food vegan jamaican food vegan caribbean food in general like there are so many vegan friendly foods within our cultures that we should be taking more advantage of and they taste great as well so i've always been into a lot of vegan processed food i won't deny it but at the same time i think let me try to make foods that work you know for me as well moving away from diet and food and being vegan you run the Azra Run Club and I love that. I love what you do with Azra Run Club. I've seen your Thank work you. for a while now and the amazing stuff you're doing. So when did you start it? And also why did you start it? The idea of Azra started, I guess, 2018, like summer. Um, and I think that was like when I was 18 when I realised, okay, I actually miss running. I need to look after myself. I need to look after my body. Um, but by that time I started wearing the hijab and I guess I had actually like searched for like a running club that was kind of free in South London and women only but I couldn't find one and then the other running clubs I joined I just didn't feel welcomed in there uh and so I I just didn't I, I guess I was frustrated because like running by myself is very different like running was different to like how I used to run when I was doing athletics um, and running outside wasn't the same like it was just very weird whether it's like being catcalled or just like the weird looks I'd get um, and I just didn't know if I was the only one that was feeling this way so I just took to Twitter because I, I was just like cool I just want to start like a running club like I might as well but I don't want to start something that if I find the only one that's thinking this way yeah. so um, yeah I asked if there were any other women that felt you know the same way as me and then having, having after having conversations with women and them explaining how they, they feel like there are no safe spaces available for them or you know they want to run with just women and and there are many reasons for that as well. So for me, I just thought, okay, cool. Well, I might as well just start a running club. <laughs> and so we officially started in September, but prior to that, during Ramadan. 2019 we did like yoga sessions and like sister circles and um essentially that was just a way of finding alternatives like alternative exercise um during the holy month so that was great and since then we've been doing it we did this ramadan as well but yeah even starting the running club it was for me i was like well i want to make this as safe as possible for any type of muslim woman so yeah it was like finding a track that i could exclusively book where i had the key so you know when you enter like I'll open it and I'll close the gate after and there are no men like in sight so that's that's literally how it started and 
yeah like alhamdulillah it's been amazing um the journey's been great and just meeting like so many lovely women because like it inspires me to run as well because there's some days I don't feel like running it's that sense of like accountability like knowing that there are other people I'm going to be running with which makes it a lot easier honestly well done the fact that you basically spotted a problem something that was annoying you like not being able to run without like being harassed or or just getting catcalled or just feeling like I need that motivation the fact that you address that problem and have built a community around that I applaud you and Honestly, when it comes to stuff like running, um, I'm not much of a runner. I used to love running, but nowadays I do more like weightlifting as opposed to running. I just think, oh, I'm a bit conscious to run because I'm thinking, oh, if it's dark and by the time I've done work or by the time I've done all errands and things that I need to do, that's only when I'll be able to find time to run and then it's going to be dark outside. And it's interesting because a while ago there was discussion around a Reddit that asked women, what would you do if men weren't around? And a lot of women had said stuff like, I will run with my headphones in, with my music as loud as possible, and I don't have to look back. Like a lot of women worry about that. And so the fact that you've created a safe space, hats off to you, seriously, well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And I think I remember seeing that post and I don't know, it was just really sad to see like something as simple as walking outside at nighttime. You know, it's just like, how great would that be if we can we don't have to worry about you know or ha- like have our keys in our hand in case something happens like there's just yeah. so many things and um honestly like I've learned so much from the woman who joined Asura um and I guess like built that form of like have, like being able to have those conversations without having to like explain why I feel this way um I'm just so grateful for that as well when it comes to the community you've built around it is there anything aside from running that you kind of do together you also like do you have have you built relationships and friendships with the ladies as part of the club as well definitely i i probably see well before covid i probably would have seen the asher like runners more than i would have met my friends one important part of it is like affirmation so um our mindfulness coach tasneen she um does like affirmations at the beginning um essentially just get us focused and um it's just nice because it's also like a social hub so we all can meet up have conversations it just so happens that we all have like an interest in running or maybe yeah. don't run but have always been interested or like you go with your, you just come with your friend it was like okay why not um and I've just seen like really great friendships come out of it so it's just nice to see like it constantly growing and people becoming friends and creating their own clubs it's just really nice like yeah. really nice and I've seen that you've done a lot of work with companies like Nike, for example. So how has that been? Um, yeah, that was really cool. We did like a Black History Month campaign. Um, for the, it was for the American Black History Month. So um, but it was really nice because we met this other group called One Girl Co. And what was great about that was, well, sad but great. It's just knowing that we kind of have like the same, we all have the same goals and we're all trying to like strive for creating safe spaces for women. Um, for Muslim women, for black women, and also for the next generation, for them to know that, like, essentially, like, have the tips on, you know, how to run with hair, with your hair, or how to look after your hair, um, how to look after your skin, what products can you use, or, like, what's the right hijab to, like, wear when running, and um, it was just nice knowing that, you know, we have, like, support, or we can support each other from, like, different countries as well. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. I want to go back to what you said about a safe space. What for you is a safe space and how do you go about creating a safe space with Azra? So for me, a safe space means, I think, uh, good question. So (laughs) um, in the context of like Azra, I had to think about 
the idea of representing every type of Muslim woman that's going to enter. So you might have Muslim women who don't want to run with men. You might have Muslim women who are okay with running with men. But I want to make it as safe for women who don't want to run with men. And just as simple as like not having to explain why you're in a in a certain space. So you're not going to be questioned to like, oh, why do you want to like run with Asra? Like, no, just come and run. That form of like acceptance isn't needed. Like, you just come. And I think that also includes like the sense of like welcomeness and understanding that everyday runner. Um, and I think that also fits in with like the affirmations and that form of like believing in yourself and knowing that this is your personal journey and having the ability to work on your personal journey in this space of other people that's one thing we're always like focused on and even with the team like whoever joins the team like we have conversations in regards to, like these are the astral values and um when a new member joins like the team we're like cool well what what are your values and then we add that to the astral list of values so that we can constantly build it and i think just like having those I think always like reviewing that and having conversations in regards to like what does it mean to create a safe space and how can we better cater for our community um, and be there for one another it's just like constantly having conversations and reflecting a lot as well i like the fact that you're kind of reviewing thinking okay do we kind of align on these views mutually yeah let's kind of extend that a bit and what are the values for you at asra run club what kind of values do you kind of hold close to you i think the first one is being kind (laughs) Um, I think that's a huge one because you know sometimes you go to certain spaces and it's really cold um also just like honoring someone's journey and the idea of like celebrating someone um whether it's like they've reached the 5k whether they've reached the 2k just like knowing that like that that's their personal if that's their personal best they deserve to be celebrated or they deserve to be congratulated for that I think also one one huge thing for me was creating a space for younger girls who are like 13 and up through that it's like the idea of like self-confidence and um supporting them during their journey so that also comes with like I guess like sympathy not sympathy sorry empathy and also like patience and supporting them so that form of like mentoring um is a huge part so again I, I'm always reflecting because like I'm, I'm I'm growing and sometimes I might make mistakes and so on but I'm always like okay how can I actually better like serve my community and continue with like the goals that Asma might have without you know jeopardizing our values and aligning ourselves with like the right people that honor that safe space that we've created because you know we're not like the flashy type of group that are gonna like <laughs> I don't know we're, we're, we're very private in the sense that you know this is a personal journey for everyone and that always doesn't have to be on show so that's one huge thing as well like we're not going to force anyone to like jump in a picture and stuff like it's just like honoring people's pride like their boundaries as well so yeah. that's a huge part of I like that yeah. I like that honoring boundaries and knowing mm. what someone's limits are because you might have a certain level where you're meeting someone at this level but someone might be like no I'm going to meet them here the boundaries might be different but you have to have like a mutual respect for one another's boundaries so I think that's really important yeah. and what does it take for someone to be a member of Azra? is it just saying I'm just going to kind of drop in or is it like is there a process behind it so before covid it would just be like you dm us and we'll send you a form and you fill it in due to covid um we've had to like split up into smaller parts around london so we have like a form that we fill fill in every week to ensure that everyone has like covid um and then yeah you just basically you literally just dm us and normally we might post it but for now i think we also have like an ask group chat where we talk and that's one great thing as well like we talk about things beyond running whether it's you know like 
how to stop period cramps or you know what are the best like running kit to have um so yeah it, it's quite great essentially just message us um and we'll reply and we'll send the form and yeah it's super it's super easy to get involved we also do like challenges as well how has it been actually adjusting to covid so like you said you've kind of dispersed around london but is it that you're saying that we're doing certain kind of running sessions in one part of london or is it like how yeah how have you kind of adjusted to covid because i know that covid kind of ruined thing not ruined actually not that's not the right word to use but kind of um presented a few hiccups for everything and so i'm assuming that it did the same thing for for you yeah we had loads of plans this year but everything happens a reason um at first it was really hard it was really hard because i guess that form of like having to run by yourself was really was it was hard on everyone and so i guess after lockdown we started we form like different smaller groups around London so South London East and West and we're about to start North London and we just capped the numbers and it's like socially distancing uh and we couldn't run on the track for a bit so we started doing park runs instead but now that it's getting darker track sessions would be like a lot better it's a lot of planning it is a lot but we also started a buddy system because we realized you can run outside of someone else like someone someone outside of your household if you're by yourself it helped me being able to go out and meet someone and go for a walk or I didn't run Mm. but going out for a walk with someone honestly I think that was a huge lifeline for not even just for going out but just for the sake of someone's mental health so the fact that you can go out and run with a buddy amazing definitely it's so important and I think that's one thing we wanted to emphasize you know your running journey you might have been doing like 10ks every run but you know we're in a pandemic some days your body isn't going to feel up to it so it's the idea of just going out there and whether you go for a walk whether you go for a run whether you go for 5k or 1k like just go outside that's something I have to remind myself as well because um, I guess sometimes it's so easy to just stay at home so I think even today I might go well I am going to go for a run not I might yes. go <laughs> but yeah it's just like going outside and not staying like cramped up in your house so as of recording today we've officially left lockdown so woohoo mm-hmm. But how have you adjusted to this lockdown or the previous lockdown or even the first one? How did you work around that? So were there any other ways that you kind of dealt with it aside from running? We did yoga sessions again. We also did, this is mainly during Ramadan, but we did um, like art workshops with Paintbrush and Co. um, Mindfulness workshops with Tasneem. And also I think just sending videos or like, voice notes and messages after a run to the group chat you're like oh I did a 5k and everyone's like yeah well done so I think again it's just like sharing your achievements during this time because it's so sometimes you might think oh you know I didn't run my at my personal best but at least I went out there so again it's just like cheering each other on as it's getting darker I don't know as it's getting darker I guess it's just like also finding alternatives like alternative exercise from home going out a bit earlier or going on like a weekend so even we did like virtual uh runs during lockdown so we would ha- go jump on a zoom call before our run have a little talk have a little chat chit chat and then we'll go for a run and then come back home and be like oh that's what i did um so yeah again like those small check-ins here and there just so that everyone like you don't feel alone even though you are running by yourself you don't feel alone like there's someone else in like south london that's running at the same yeah. time as you I'm really curious to know, you've mentioned the affirmations and the check-ins and encouraging everyone. What kind of affirmations do you guys um, 
read out really i'm so curious to know what kind of affirmations you do because i'm a huge huge lover of affirmations so tasneem she's a poet and she's an amazing poet and so she's she's written like the ones for Asa which we recite every week and a lot of it is just about believing in yourself and staying focused and visualizing like the goal you want to reach in this run besides from like the reaching a 5k or 10k you know what do you want to achieve in this run are you a bit stressed out and do you need to release that tension or um do you have certain things that you need to think through whilst you're running just a bunch of things that you know i guess is all uh personal for each person uh and then making your dua before you start running and then yeah just going off on your run and you can feel such a big difference from when you don't do the affirmations to when you do the affirmations like i definitely have run and not been in a good mood but then when i do my affirmations and then i run it's like okay it's a lot better it's a huge part and i couldn't imagine astro without us and the affirmations because it's just so important and everyone says it you just feel so much lighter yeah sounds like a really cool person I have to meet her <laughs> definitely definitely but that's such a good point that you make about kind of psyching up your mind before a run because mm-hmm. for me when it comes to like if I want to lift anything heavier like just before the lockdown I realized that basically I wasn't able to lift as heavier as I was lifting what I could lift had gone down drastically and so I was just kind of building that up building it up and I remember I was just kind of d- trying to do a deadlift and then this is a weight that was easy like light work for me but mm-hmm. I just remember trying to do it and I thought oh it's gonna be so hard it's gonna be so hard and then just as I'm about to come up I just kind of had to let go of it because I knew it wasn't gonna work out but what I do is if I've got some music in my playing in my ears like something like hype not even a nice song but some hype music (laughs) or if I'm not even listening to anything just kind of build your psyche up so you've got some hype music going on you're telling yourself I'm gonna do it this is a light work go up for one rep just do one rep you'll be fine and then when you've built that up you've psyched yourself up mentally it honestly works I think most of the workout isn't even physical it's mental because when you're running it's about let me push myself I'm really struggling here but if I just push myself and continue running I can do it it's as much a mental workout as it is a physical workout I completely agree because you know I think it's even just getting out of bed and taking that first step of like putting your trainers on going outside that takes a lot of like mental discipline so even by doing the affirmations even if we're like running by ourselves in our head it's like you know I can do this and I can go outside definitely a mental thing how do you get to go out then how do you push yourself to do it because for me there are times where I'm like I cannot be bothered I can't be bothered to work out today forget it but then when I push myself eventually I'm like yeah I I did it I'm happy you never regret a workout but how do you psych yourself up to actually put your shoes on and actually get out and have your feet hit the ground you know what, this year has been really difficult for me um just in regards to that whole like going like going outside to run I started put starting I started out with like going for walks because like just running outside was just so different but then I had to realize I had to think about like how do I feel after a run normally when I'm running for example after I reach like I'll do a 1k and I'm like oh maybe I should stop now because there's no one there telling you to like continue and then I keep going I'm like okay well I've reached 2k I'm like "Hmm, this is actually okay and there's like this feeling in my body I can't explain it but where like I'm really enjoying the run after 3k I'm really enjoying the run and it gets to 4k I'm like "Mm," but I keep going and after I finish my run I don't know there's just like this really like huge like excitement where I'm like I can go again and I, I always, that's one thing I always try to do, like, run until the point where, like, 
I, I'm done, but I want to run again so that I can like be excited or pumped for the next one. Yeah. So um, that's one thing I've tried to do this year. But also just be really easy on myself. Like some weeks I can do 5K, some weeks I can do 10K, some weeks I can't even do one, but I'm trying. And yeah, you're trying. The idea of just going outside. Yeah, just being a lot more um, patient with myself is something I've had to learn this year yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And outside of the running track, what else do you do to look after yourself? You, we've talked about food, we've talked about affirmations and running and exercise. Is there anything else that you do to look after yourself? I think, again, it goes back to like journaling. Just checking in with myself is a really huge part. Um, because sometimes, I, sometimes, again, it's like that idea of like going into certain patterns that you might not realise. Um, so then like tracing your, st- your steps back and you're like, okay, well, why am I acting this way or why am I feeling this way? And this year like, uh, taught me how to essentially like have a break because I'm always just go, go, go. Um, but when like, no. especially during the first breakdown, I mean, breakdown, lockdown. <laughs> I mean, it, could breakdown. Have been, it might as well be a, lot, a breakdown. Honestly, it might as well have been a breakdown. <laughs> um, finding hobbies and finding things that I enjoyed that I can keep like, personal so whether it's like painting or writing poetry like that's a very personal thing for me that I might not share with others but I enjoy doing yeah. um so yeah just like finding yeah definitely trying to find new things that I like to do and that's been quite fun like during this really hard year <laughs> nice well I'm so sad that we've come to the end of this honestly I've really enjoyed speaking to you Sarah Aisha it's been such a nice wholesome chat for speaking to you is so pure and wholesome and just so nice i've really enjoyed this chat today <laughs> no thank you so much i really enjoyed it like i didn't even realize how, how long you've been speaking for but um yeah i feel motivated and excited to go out for a run as well <laughs> well done so how far are you going to run today um i think i'm going to try out a new route so i, I might aim for like a five or ten k because we've got like a challenge at going and i think the it ends today or tomorrow so I actually need to do it <laughs> I'll leave you alone to kind of get ready and to psych yourself up for your run but it's been a pleasure Sarah Aisha thank you so much Likewise. where can we find you on social um so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Sarah Aisha um yeah it's the same you can find us on astra.club on Instagram and astra running club on Twitter as well perfect thank you so much thank, thank you guys you. for listening stay safe take care deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.